Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Yesterday, we crossed a very important milestone in the crypto markets. The total market cap dipped below $1 trillion for the very first time since January of 2021. Today, we're going to discuss why that is significant and something we can take away from that. So I'm a data nerd, and I spent way more time on this, researching this, flowing through charts, looking at different numbers and levels than I absolutely planned. It totally derailed my day yesterday. However, I did have fun doing it. But before we get started, what exactly is market cap? Well, market cap is something that you're very familiar with if you have ever paid attention to stock market or anything of that nature. When they speak about a company's market cap, such as Apple going over a trillion dollars, what that is out all the outstanding shares of stocks added together, what it would value is the market cap. So in theory, that's what someone would have to pay to purchase all of those stocks and own the company. Now, when we're talking about a total market cap, it is all those companies together and those combined stocks added together to see what the value is. So in the terms of crypto, when we're talking about a specific cryptocurrency, such as the Bitcoin market cap, that is all the outstanding coins, what it is, the value of it, added up together to get the market cap for Bitcoin, Ether or Sol or whatever token it is. But the global market cap is all of those cryptocurrencies together and combined. It is actually pretty hard to do this with stocks because there are so many different markets. Even in a particular country, there might be multiple stock exchanges. For example, in the US, there are the NYSE, and the NASDAQ are the main two, but then there are countless other small little ones that are all over the place. So it is pretty difficult to get a total market cap. So we're talking about various and different countries and within countries, multiple exchanges. However, in Web3, all this information is readily available on the blockchain and can be tested added up fairly quickly, especially if you're using a tool such as CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko. I usually go to CoinGecko to get my information, but when I'm going into the deeper details and want to learn more about white papers and all that stuff, I'll go to CoinMarketCap, but I'll leave the link for both of those in the show notes in case you're not familiar with them. But a quick overview, just go to CoinGecko and you can see some numbers. However, I must warn you, if you are someone who is highly triggered by red numbers and seeing things falling, do not check it out. Do not go over there. You're going to spend too much time on there and it's going to affect your mental health. So, that is my little warning. And on the other side, if you're someone who is deeply addicted to just researching stuff, numbers and all that, yes, it could be fun. But like myself, you could spend the whole day there sifting through all those numbers. So double warning. So why does that even matter? Well, generally speaking, the market cap of something shows how much interest or value is technically in it. The more people that want to purchase it, it pushes up the price of each individual one, whether it be a cryptocurrency or an NFT. So adding all of them together, getting a general idea is a great way or an easy way to try to match up to see what a company or a project is worth or at least the confidence that people put into it. Because a lot of times, a company might not even be profitable. However, there is growth and there is lots of potential for the future. So people evaluate that much more than a profitable company that's really just not really going anywhere. It's stagnating. And a perfect example of this is Amazon. For well over a decade, Amazon made absolutely no profits, but it was growing and expanding and people were investing into it for the future. And for the most part, it paid off to be the most valuable retailer, and it was absolutely 
collecting its dividends in the pandemic because pretty much it was keeping the world afloat. But then when you're looking at various projects in the NFT space, for example, when you look at Basie's market cap compared to a very small project, generally speaking, you can see, well, those are both 10,000 generative projects. Therefore, Basie must be way better or way more valuable in theory than this other one, which is trading at multiples below that. So it's a good idea of seeing what's going on, where the interest is, the attention. So the total volume or the total market cap for everything is really showing that people are very fearful during this time. As the market is going down, people are pulling out their money, just getting them completely off the exchanges, out of crypto, going back to regular good old fiat, transferring money to the banks, getting it in gold, maybe treasury bonds, all sorts of other assets, but definitely not in crypto. So this really shows that there are more people that are bearish pulling down the market and pulling out their money than people that are bullish with a bright optimism, just throwing money into it and pumping everything up. And that $1 trillion mark was very significant because for the first time when we crossed that was January 2021, and it really seemed like, okay, everything was going to take off from that point. And of course, the market grew in multiples ever since then and peaked just under $3 trillion in November. So the time between January 2021 and November 2021, the total market cap of the entire cryptocurrency market almost tripled. And that really showed everyone was very bullish, thought everything was going up. And in particular, in Bitcoin, that's when it hit its $69,000 high. It seemed like they could do no wrong. Anyone that was throwing money into the system was making money. You're buying NFTs and flipping it. Whatever it was, it seemed like everyone was just optimistic. That's when WagMe was filling the news feed. Everyone was just so excited to be here and having a jolly good time. And then towards the end of the year, right into the new year of 2022, everything was on a steady decline. And then of course, until Luna, then that's when everything was crashing down and it has been a circus since that. But it's not all Luna's fault because as we saw from that time down, we've been on a downward trajectory. So the significance of that is just trying to understand how all of this plays in and just throwing some numbers out there. As I said, I spent the entire day just looking at charts. So some previous highs and then there was a dip that we can possibly look at. March 2021, it hit 2.5 trillion and then it dipped all the way down to 1.3 trillion by June. Going back further, January 18th, it hit around $800 billion total market cap. And by February 2018, so one month later, it was at about $360 billion. So that is a huge drop from $800 to $360 in one month. But here's a crazy thing. It did not get back to that $800 billion until January of 2021. And of course, the market was going up and up. And that's when it finally crossed the $1 trillion mark. So I said that to say this, that there's no guarantees that this is necessarily going to be a quick recovery. There's also no guarantees that this is going to be a long downward thing for possibly a year or two. So no one really knows because in those two examples that I just gave, those are long periods and there's also short periods. So we don't really know. We know that the downturn started in November. We're currently in June. I fully expect a recovery. However, in the case of the previous peak that was 2018, it took all the way until 2021 to get back to that peak. So we don't know when we are going to get back to that near $3 trillion, but that really shouldn't matter to you that much if you are someone that's in the long run, that you're making some sound investments and you're not just FOMOing into things. If you truly believe in this space and we'll be here for the long run, especially if you're someone who is fairly young, not close to retirement, 
you really don't have as much to fear as someone, let's say, who has their entire retirement in the cryptocurrencies and they're getting ready to retire within the next two years. Well, that is a total different case. And whoever was making that assessment when deciding where to evaluate, where to put the funds at that late in life, well, that was a risky move. However, that's neither here nor there. No use crying over spilt milk. What's done is done. But definitely for a younger person, having their money in a risky asset or a volatile asset such as cryptocurrencies has proven to be very wise, especially if it is Bitcoin and not just some uh, crazy fly by night operation. But in the short term, there could be these crazy swings, ups and downs. And at the point of recording this, I just glanced over at CoinGecko and see that the numbers actually is above $1 trillion again. So money is coming back into the system. The significance of that number, $1 trillion, why is that so important? Why am I making that into an entire episode? Well, people who are looking at charts, they'll use all sorts of fancy words like supports and resistance and all that. So if you really want to look into charting and all that, there's some great YouTube videos that simplify it and what have you. However, that's not the focus of this. What I simply want to say is just as when you are going out to make a purchase, let's say it is a car or anything for that matter, an electronic or a name brand shirt or anything, if someone is selling it for extremely cheap, well, you're going to question the legitimacy of it. Is this stolen? Is this counterfeit? Is this damaged? Why is this being sold for so low? Something has to be wrong. And on the other end of the spectrum, you might be thinking, well, no, this is absolutely way overpriced. I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars for a white t-shirt when I can get a pack of Hanes for 15 or $20, right? So in that case, when you're making your purchase, a lot of the times you have a floor and a ceiling as to where you're going to go for a particular thing. And that's no different when it comes to these assets. You might say to yourself that, well, when the floor of this particular NFT gets to X dollars or X ETH or soul or wax or whatever it might be, that's when I'm going to purchase it. Or if it's over this, there is no way I'm going to purchase. I'm selling, I'm getting my cash and I'm getting out. Well, a lot of people also evaluate cryptocurrencies in that way, and they even set up their trading on automated contracts. They're with ceilings and floors as to when they're going to buy, when they're going to sell. They set limits and all sorts of other technical things in order to automate the trading. So once it hits a certain level, it either buys or sells or hedges against their investment, trying to protect against losses and all these different things. So that is why the total market cap is actually important because the more people are interested in it, the more investment, the more funds that are coming into the market, the larger that cap is going to be. It pushes up the prices and in result, it's like a snowball rolling downhill and quickly turns into a big boulder or causes an avalanche in the sense that as that goes downhill, it picks up steam and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, that's exactly what happens when the market is moving. As it's going up, more people are coming in, more money is coming in, and that validates to the other people that they should put more money in. And it's kind of crazy because as the market's going up and peaking, that's when everyone wants to throw their money into it. But then on the other end of the spectrum, when things are going down, that's when people are panicking and they're pulling out. And as they're pulling out, it causes it to go down. And then it's a huge flywheel effect. And the more it just keeps happening and spinning and spinning and spinning until some sort of external thing happens that causes people to either shift or change their sentiments and their feelings and reverse the course. But it is a very hard thing because as we've said, a lot of the times the fundamentals of a business or fundamentals of a particular asset might not change. However, when people's emotions of that changes, then so does the value. A lot of times you'll see companies within the same industry, they're doing the same exact thing they're doing 
the same revenue, about the same profit and what have you. But for whatever reason, one CEO is a little bit more outspoken and likable, approachable, a little bit more friendly to the media, maybe a good looking person. And all of a sudden, you'll see that that stock starts to move and outpace its competitor, where it's basically it's just the same thing. So Honestly, that should not play a huge part in the stock price or people's confidence in it, but it does because people are irrational. They operate on emotion. So when it comes to this crypto market with everything fear, uncertainty, and doubt, money moves in quickly and out just as quick, if not faster. But just just keep in mind that no one really knows where this thing is going to go. And I saw an interesting tweet just a few minutes ago before I started recording, and I retweeted it, but I'll just read what it actually says. It says the bear market cycles 2013 through 2015, Bitcoin went from $1,100 to $200. That's about 82% down. 2017 through 18, Bitcoin went from $19,000 to about $3,000, and that's about 83% down. In that same time, ETH went from about $1,400 to $85. That's about 94% down. So where are we in current times? Well, Bitcoin went from a high of $69,000 down to about $27,000 at the point of this tweet going out. However, now it's down closer to $21,000, but that $27,000 is 59% according to the tweet, but 21,000 is actually closer to 70%. And ETH going from 4,800 down to 1,400 at the point of that tweet, which is 69%, but even now it's even down further to about $1,100. So we're talking about going down over 75%. So still nowhere near those previous other dips. Of course, there's no guarantees, but in theory, if history repeats itself with Bitcoin dropping about 80 plus percent, and ETH dropping over 90%, we could easily be looking at Bitcoin being in about the thirteen dollars or $14,000 range and ETH being around the $500 range. But again, this is not a prediction saying this is exactly what's going to happen, but just giving you an idea as to where this could go, 80% and 90%. We could be in this thing for a long time or it could happen in a quick recovery. We just don't know. So with that said, it is always important to do your own research evaluate thing as you see them and not just follow the herd, listen to what influencers are saying, try to figure out exactly what your goals are and what investment or what thing is going to really help you to accomplish those goals. Because everyone is saying go to the stock market it doesn't mean go to the stock market. Everyone's saying put your money into gold, that doesn't necessarily mean put your money into gold or Bitcoin or anything for that matter. You have to understand what works for you, your budget and your goals. However, just keep in mind, this is not the first for me. It actually is. This is the first bear market that I'm going through since I entered this Web3 space extremely bullish and throwing in all my money. However, there are people that have been through multiple cycles, and this is just another rodeo for them, especially the Bitcoin maxis. But hey, feel free to let me know where you think this is going to go, especially with Bitcoin and the major NFT currencies. I'd love to know what your thoughts are, especially if this is not your first rodeo. You've been through it already. But we shall see where all of this goes. So I'll say keep your head up. Keep around positive people. I want to thank you for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So as usual, see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.